0: My favorite moment. My own journey. The best day of class. And, and it was just such an amazing experience. thus we get to know each other. It, it set me on a path. Really sparked something inside of Drive
1: me. Drive a love for seeing the professor. That's like really all I want to they do. is become a better me. This is
0: the coolest thing ever. That I really enjoyed about St. Rose.
2: Hello, neighbor. Hey, neighbor. It's a beautiful day, and it's the last episode of the academic year. Really? It sure is. Really? Time flies when you're having fun. It does. Well, let's just dig in. I am ready
3: to have a good conversation.
2: Me too. Let's do this. Let's dive in. Welcome, listeners, and thank you for tuning back in to Dear Neighbor. I'm Liz Richards, here with my co-host, Emily Pinkerton. If you've listened to previous episodes, you already know what we're about. We invite faculty, students, and administrators to sit down and have unscripted conversations about teaching, learning, and our college community here at St. Rose.
3: Today, we are doing something totally different, something we have never done
2: before. That's right. Today, we hear only from students... No faculty, no staff, no administrators, just students speaking together about their experience here in the Black Student Union. I'm looking forward to this as our first sort of unmediated conversation, just students talking with other students about their experiences here.
3: We're really lucky, you know, to have these student leaders, and I'm just looking forward to to hearing their conversation. And here come our neighbors from the BSEP. Let's give them a warm welcome. Hi, my name is
4: Alexis Anderson. I am a social work major and I'm the president of the BSU.
1: Hi, my name is Warwick Mitchell. I'm the secretary uh, majoring in business administration. Get my MBA this May. And did I mention I'm the secretary? Mm -hmm. All right, okay.
5: (laughs) Hi, my name is Kevin Thomas. I'm the vice president. I'm a journalism major and I'm currently a senior.
6: My name is Anthony Cox. I am the treasurer. I'm in my third year and my major is accounting.
0: My name is Kiana Mitchell, I'm a sophomore, my major is criminal justice, and I'm the public relations. I feel like as E board we've grown collectively, like our communication has gotten better. I feel like our, our bond has grown stronger um, as a club. I feel like we plan good events, but sometimes it just doesn't go
4: through. I feel like even when they're not big and it's just like us together, I feel like that's what makes it even more fun. Like because we've been we've been together for like two three years now, so it's like it's like a family that we built. We do get on each other's nerves, but (laughs) (laughs) we we give each other like support in each way that we can, even if we're like, all right, I'm not messing with such and such today. But you know, that's still my family. That's still someone that I'm gonna ride for no matter what.
5: Um, no, just going back off what Alexis said, I think one of the high points is how our bond has, has just grown as a e-board, like, it's not just us coming here, doing BSU stuff, and then leaving, like, we actually talk with each other on a consistent basis, we actually make time to hang out with each other outside of BSU events, so it's just cool that outside of BSU, it's just, like, a family setting. Yeah, it's not just,
4: like, it's not just for publicity, we really yeah. family, we're really family. <laughs> Honestly, I hate working with other people. Like, I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. But working with other people on an e-board who have the same goals, who are minority, who kind of think the same way-ish, it's good and it makes me feel supported and it makes me feel like we can do anything as an e-board.
1: We need more people to come to the events, you know. Every time we table, there's like 30, 40 people saying, "Oh, I, can't, I couldn't wait for BSU, I wanted to do this all along. And when the event starts, it's 15, 20 people. Like, come on, man! And then we it just
0: gradually make, it decreases yeah. over time. We, we gotta so start sad.
1: showing up. People gotta start attending events. You know, you just need more publicity, more support, support in right. general.
5: Um, I think my biggest wish for BSU is that we had more support. Like, we have more people like backing us. Like because we have, like, the few, like, two or three faculty members that, like, really, like, ride for us, but, like, that's it, like, that's the extent to which we go, like, we don't get the support the Chronicle does, we don't get the support, like, Support Latino does or other clubs like that, so I just wish, like, going forward, I hope y'all get the support that we have been, like, literally searching for this semester, I hope, like, it goes up. We definitely do need the
6: support from like school faculty but at the same time we definitely need support from students like the like that's our attendance that's who's gonna be there for the events for the meetings
0: and stuff like that.
4: I don't wanna sit here and keep blaming oh COVID and you know student life and We've been past it. We've been <laughs> COVID past is it. Like
0: beneath us at this point. Like No, seriously.
4: Like some people do still wear masks. We still kinda social distance but it's like going out there and beginning your student life again, like Me, me We we ain't got no more time to waste. <laughs> people <laughs> are graduating, people are leaving, like we're trying to make some type of impact. And it's just like if you're not coming to help make the impact, there's only so much six people can do. Like there's only so much we can do. There's only so much we can ask faculty or staff to do on their end to support, but it's also like we're doing this for the students and the students aren't like coming out.
1: Yeah. Shout out Nehemiah Nehemiah Kennedy. Although she's fairly new, she's been very helpful for us. I feel like she is one of the more suitable people for the job to help us out and I feel like although she just came so she doesn't have much opportunity to help us now, I feel like next next semester will be a lot better because she has a full year to be hands-on with us and help. We are extremely thankful for her. You know, yeah. yeah. She's
4: also um, the community service chair, I think that's what it's called, in, down in the sanctuary. So A lot of things that we do as BSU is we try and go out there and help the community and help thy neighbor. I think that that's another reason why she's really good at what she does in her job because she also has the same goals and she she literally just graduated like two, three years ago so she understands what it's like to be in college around this time period and stuff like that so having her as an advisor definitely helps us too. There used to be Alana Spectrum and Alana Spectrum literally used to collab with BSU, Sabor, this Center. Like they were like the head and everyone collabed with them so i'm hoping that like with bsu we can kind of do the same thing but we're just literally collabing as much as we can with other clubs and making because i feel like that's what makes our that's probably what's going to make our events full like even if it's just like oh bsu's club members and then such and such as club members that's a calm 20 25 people in a room and just 10 people in a room makes things fun
0: i feel like that's going to push us out there even more like try to get our exposure
4: Like, I feel like it's not just us collabing with clubs, but we can also collab with professors who are doing certain things that we can do or certain things that support can do or, like, you know, other clubs can collab with professors also, and that can also be a way that we can get faculty and staff to support us. Because I also think it's coming from, like, they don't really know what's going on on campus they're doing their daily life and stuff like that as a staff member as a faculty member so they don't really know what's going on unless it's being promoted unless you're in their face like hey come to this hey we're doing this hey if you have time come come here yeah just supporting
0: (laughs) us the same way you support any other group
4: yeah i feel like i feel like they they stigmatize that it's black So they're like, oh, because it's black students, only a black student can attend or only a black faculty member can attend. Like, I feel like that's I I would never sit here and say, oh, we should change our name because I will stand on being the BSU. But I also do think that I don't like the stigma of people thinking like, oh, if I'm not black, I can't attend. If I'm not black, I can't go there or I can't be a part of this conversation. Like, I would like I would love for us to have the kinds of conversation that we're having outside of hispanics and blacks and muslim like i and outside of them i would like for more white students more people from spain like we have a we have a diverse campus like don't yeah. get me wrong it's not just white students that attend campus we have a lot of students from different backgrounds i just wish that they would be more a part of the conversations that we've been having
6: in the, you know? in the mission statement don't don't it like say something about like everybody bringing the whole community together yeah and so i feel like even though it's called black student union like, There's room
0: for
4: allies Don't be scared too. to join right. yeah. Don't be scared yeah. to join
1: I don't know why everybody moving so scary. Like, come, come, <laughs> It's about, it's about raising awareness. Yeah,
4: but that's another thing. Like, we sit there at tabling. We yeah. sit there like, we don't it. We're not scary. Just we have a conversation money. with us. <laughs> just money. come talk to us. You're not to trying us. to
6: take your money at anything.
4: Literally. Literally. Don't right. don't up just
5: want look you to sign up. We, be, we be sitting there vibing and
1: music. Yeah. <laughs> so good, it's a good jump time. Like fun. I said, public service announcement. The meetings are for everybody. You can even bring your dog.
4: I think we should be having a conversation on how to talk to one another. Mm. I, I I hate I hate I hate I hate when white students feel like they have to tiptoe around a conversation with a black mm-hmm. student. Like, oh, I like your hair. Where did you get it from? Like, there's there's certain things that you wouldn't tell another white student that I feel like white students tell a black student. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we just need to start the conversation on how to just genuinely have a conversation with one another and not see race as a barrier or race as a, oh, I can't say certain things because I'm going to sit here and I'm going to express myself. And it might hurt your feelings, but we can have a conversation about that. Like, I feel like college students don't know how to have a conversation anymore. Like, right. we can't yeah. sit here and do this. Everything is on our phones, in I know our email. I think
0: COVID played a huge no, part in that. No, literally. Like, and just th- interacting with people in general. But I don't, I don't know. I feel, I feel like, I feel we like we we that's different, that. though.
6: Like, like, even though we had COVID, we still hung out with our people. Like, yeah. we know how to talk. Like, I ain't get people now, but don't talk to me like I'm a, like, Like, just have a how was your day? (laughs) Wonderful Mm -hmm. weather we have it. And (laughs) it don't always
4: like, and another thing is like, they always show that they're trying to be an ally, and I get it, but it's also like, don't sit here and say, oh, I feel for what you're feeling right now, and I understand, I understand what the news has been portraying and showing, and I don't think of you in that way. I don't speak for every Mm -hmm. black minority, but do understand that. I could be heard about what's going on in society, but I don't want to always talk about that. Right. Let's have a regular conversation about how these new Jordans are coming out yeah. or <laughs> there's a new album popping off, like a regular, genuine adult teen conversation.
5: But I, I think one of the major conversations for me that I would like to have is that it's OK for certain conversations, certain topics to be uncomfortable Mm-hmm. especially when talking about, like, race and stuff, because it's not, it's not a comfortable yeah. topic. It's not a comfortable conversation. Because I remember back when I was in middle <laughs> school when the whole Trayvon Martin thing happened, like, it happened. Like, most of the, my, like, principal whatever were just like, oh, it was a sad thing that happened, that I'm praying for the family, done. Never spoke about it yeah, again. Yeah,
0: people like to sugarcoat things or, like...
5: Hot, like
6: quickly, yeah. not show like they don't show attention to the matter. Exactly. Like for example, the other day there was just like a school a shooting. Mass shooting.
4: Never got an email never, when Tyrese like, Nichols yeah. died. Never, never got an email. Know. But mm-hmm. when students pass away on campus, we get emails. When other things happen, like, uh, like when Trump became president, we got an email. Oh, be safe. Students might be rallying. Just be safe out there those kinds of emails i feel like that's where the school cares it's you're secondary. noticing you're noticing what's happening in society and even though we're a small campus you're still trying to make sure that your students your faculty your staff is
5: safe being a journalism major in my career field that i'm going that i want to go into is um basically news coverage so and i know like issues of race and everything that that's literally what news is and unfortunately I can't escape it. Like I know at some point later down the line, I'm going to have to cover probably a rally or something, or it hasn't even happened yet. And I know I can confidently say, I haven't seen my last black lives matter protest. And I know I can confidently say, I haven't seen my last like instance of police brutality or anything. So I know for my career field, I'm going to have to cover that later on in life. And it's like, if we have those conversations now, I know how to formulate sentences. I know how to articulate that to other people. So it's like, if I can, if I can get this now later on, that'll just be, it'll just be easier to bring other people into that conversation and be like, okay, this is happening, but this is how we should fix it.
0: Yeah. And history definitely repeats itself. So you're going to see a lot of things that are happening now, happen in a couple of years. So it's good that you know the stuff now to help you in your career field.
4: Well, I'm a social work major. (laughs) So as a social worker, we are on my bag. It says we advocate (laughs) for the things that we believe in. Um, and I think I feel like not just my courses, but like I feel like I've always been the type of person where it's like, something's wrong. We need to talk about it. Something needs to happen for life to change. And as a social work major, this is the things that we do all the time. We talk about race. We talk about how to enhance race on a campus or in society or the kinds of conversations that society should be having, the conversations that society isn't having. Like We talk about these things all the time. So it's like, Social work social work is like BSU and the things that we want to do, but just in a curriculum, in my eyes, and just how we can advance people of all colors, of all races, and just like how to make the... Social work is literally like how to make the world a better place. Like that's literally how I can put it in a nutshell, because that's all, right. all
0: we do. Being a criminal justice major, I want to do something like towards juvenile delinquency, just... I think bsu helps me in terms of like advocacy and just advocating for others especially the young minority too because um my assistant principal used to say this the our youth is the next leaders of tomorrow so you gotta help them start now and i think bsu definitely helps that like just seeing other people like just hearing their voices and like what they want to do, how we can make it better, how we can make them feel more comfortable. Definitely ties into my career field and what I want to do.
1: Um, I'm just soaking in the information. Like, <laughs> y'all, y'all talking right now. I'm just like, wow, I might have lost words, man. Just- I love successful just, black people. You know, just mm-hmm. love to see it.
0: I think like we said before about like uncomfortable conversations, especially with like the majority, Like, they're not, I guess, comfortable or, like, educated on certain things. So, they don't know how to, like, approach certain things when it comes to talking to Black people. So, they just, like, limit themselves to talking with their, like, their, I'm quoting their people and stuff like that because they're so uncomfortable and, like, not educated on it. So, I think them being educated on just, like, how to have those uncomfortable conversations, how to, like, comfort or advocate... Would be
5: beneficial, and even going off what Kiana said, because even the black literature class I'm taking right now, if we were having a conversation about um, like police well, not even police brutality, we were just having a conversation of like the difference between a white person getting pulled over by a cop and a black person getting pulled over by a cop, and we were just talking about it. And one of the white um students in the class goes, "Well, I don't know, well, I don't know why I don't know why you're so like." Freaked out about it. I've never felt any, I've never felt scared getting pulled over by a cop. And we're, and
0: well, aren't you lucky? Right,
5: right,
2: right. And it's and like, and, like, and, like well, aren't you
5: and you like, I wanted to be mad, but at the same time, I couldn't because, like, I know you didn't mean that with any like malicious intent, but at the same time, you're not, you're uneducated in that, yeah. right.
4: All right, so PWI stands for Predominantly White Institution. It shows the PWI in a sense where there's not that many minority students or faculty that teaches us on campus. Now, let's make that clear. We have Black and Hispanic and minority members that cook and clean. Mm -hmm. But we do not have Black and minority teachers. We don't have enough of them to teach us the certain things that we are learning in classes, and we should. As black people, we definitely know how to
0: do more than just cook and clean.
4: We're not just entertainment. (laughs) A lot of the minority clubs on campus are dancers. They're showcasing, like they're they're expressing themselves with their bodies and stuff like that. But we're more than just, we can do more than just dance. We can do more than just step. We can do more than just cook. We can do more than just clean. We can educate, we can speak. We can articulate our words very clearly. Mm-hmm. Like we can do so much more than what society, because it's not just the, the way that the school looks at us, just society as a whole. Because when you sit down and have regular conversations with white faculty members or white students, sometimes they don't see the color of your skin and they try to have a regular conversation. But there are some people mm-hmm. on campus who see that as a barrier. And it's just like, mm, let's minimize our conversation with you.
5: Well, I think I could take this both from student perspective and faculty. So... I'll be honest. My I've been here all my four years, and my freshman year, I honestly did not even connect that this was a PWI because my freshman year, everywhere I looked, there was mostly minority students. Like, yeah, there was white students were here, but mostly everywhere I looked, there was either black students, Hispanic students. But I think after COVID hit, when I came back, it was like, okay, most of the African American students, Hispanic students had left, and I was like, okay, now it really shows that okay, this really is now a predominantly white institution. And on the faculty side, like I said, I've been here my entire four years. That I can remember, that I can count, I've had one black teacher I've been my entire been four had years. Yeah, shout, shout out bad. to Professor Shavers. But I've, I've had – he has been the only black teacher I've had. And he was, and he's an English professor. Everyone else – every other teacher I had in every other category has been what? mostly white it's just sad that there is more representation in the academic side for my, for minorities. And like you said, most of the minorities on this campus either have to do a cleaning or cooking. And it's like, that shouldn't be the ceiling that you set them at. There should be, they should be held to a higher standard than that.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like the school in general just promotes a lot of DEI, which is like, which is diversity, equality, and inclusion. But it's like, I wish that they backed up their words more with actions, like actually advocating for the black and minority students. Like, it's like, okay, like there's some sort of diversity here. They slap us in the front of the ads or whatever, just to show that, just to show like incoming students that there are like minority yeah. students. We but it's like, black <laughs> <laughs> we have the black people. <laughs> but it's like, how we're treated versus like when we get here is completely different from. What they were trying to do when they got us here, like <laughs> False like, advertising. like people it's always so say like it's you get them, but you have to maintain them yeah. too, and that goes for anything.
6: The lovely sister Nora, when she goes out her way and like she's standing in the front with like posters and like basically bringing awareness. I feel like faculty can help her like we can all stand out there and do that that's that's a harmless protest. it's not causing no problem, it's just showing awareness towards the problem that we have in society.
0: And if it makes us feel, well, know that we're seen too. So just having that support would be nice.
6: I feel like one thing, we should have a class about all these topics about uncomfortable situations and stuff like that. But the one thing we need to make sure is that this class is taught by somebody of color, Not mm-hmm. somebody exactly. that is not, not code. Mm-hmm. Not that there's any problem with that, but at the same time, it's going to be more understanding. They're going to, have experience where they actually probably been through stuff like this, getting pulled over and worrying about their life, or just walking down the street and like just worrying if you're gonna come back home the next day or that night. Exactly.
4: So, I feel like I don't know how we can incorporate our goals into BSC like curriculum, but I feel like to to incorporate into like the school's curriculum in general is like accepting more minority students, making it more appealing to come here mm-hmm. like don't just put black and brown students on your ads like make sure that you're actually living up to what you're showing like when i signed up for here i was like oh there's my people okay. and then it's like i got here barely any, everyone left because of COVID, like yeah. everything was just an like, ad. Oh, oh. <laughs> this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> it's not what I, already, I mean, I already signed my name on the dotted line, I can't leave now, <laughs> but doing what you're showing that will also, I feel like, help our BSU goals because we just want to make sure that there's more students of color on campus and more faculty of color teaching us. Mm-hmm. Like just just incorporating You guys live by thy neighbor. You guys want to make sure that you're helping the community. You're bringing outside people and you want everyone to feel safe. Living up to that is like what can help our BSU goals, because that will then also help with the event attendance, the people that come to our meetings the people that have these kinds of conversations with us. White students don't see a lot of us on campus, which is why it's kind of hard for them to have those conversations because they don't really see us as much there's only like a few one or two here and they can have these small kinds of conversations but they don't see they don't they don't want yeah, to see if say, that makes even sense they, they don't want to see do
6: that. see us they don't want to see us
0: because <laughs> I mean, they're not used to seeing yeah, us. yeah. So it's like, uh,
6: that's what i'm saying they
4: chilling. probably came from like a, all such and such yeah, high right, school right. so it's like or neighborhood community that it's like they came to this college seeing oh it's a small campus I know what I'm getting myself into. And then they see a few of us and they're like... It's
5: a, it's a culture shock.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's a literal culture shock. And I feel like as that's, these are kinds of conversations that freshmen and first years need to be having. Like our mm. lib eds should be centered around what's going on in society because our lib eds are a little bit of business, a little bit of journalism, a little bit of social work, a little bit of criminal justice. Like you're taking a little bit of everything... That's cool and all, but you should also be putting in what we need to be preparing for for society. Because this is our last stop before adulthood, so we should be getting those kinds it's of the real things world now. now. Yeah. yeah, like these are the kinds of conversations that we should be having, yeah. but we're not having these kinds of
5: conversations. I, like I, I, oh, my
1: fault. Work I was gonna say, um, you guys said you to have mass incarceration classes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I feel like we should just make at least one class mandatory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, when, everyone needs to take one of these classes in order to graduate because the option i've never knew that these were classes that i could have taken you know what i mean make everything a necessity you need to do this in order to graduate You need to be aware of these things because it's a real life thing same way business and taxation etc is something that you need in the real world you need you need this information in the real world in order for you to go about certain situations because these are real life situations so
4: And I feel like it sucks also in the hand. It's like you guys didn't have to take those kinds of classes because you guys are business and and accounting. Criminal justice had to take those kinds of classes with those kinds of conversations and we had to sit in the uncomfortable class because it was a bunch of white students and only a few minority students having these kinds of conversations. But I feel like like we said, the lib eds should Mm. like everyone should be taking these classes like criminal justice and social work majors should not be the only ones that's educated on what's going on in society and how to have these kinds of conversations business and accounting like you guys are going to be working with other people of different races different colors and i feel like what sucks is because like i have a dad who's in the business world he's not there's not that many people that look like him in the corporate industry and a lot of people don't know how to have those kinds of conversations they only see him as oh well he's a diverse black man let's make him only do the diverse things in our corporate company that doesn't that doesn't make sense but that's also they never had to have these kinds of conversations when they were in school but now we're having these kinds of conversations because now people are aware of like the BLM movement the things that were happening during COVID the police brutality like now people are doing it and now we're trying to integrate it into schools but it's like it should have been something that been Mm happening
2: There is a lot to hear and take away from this conversation. You know, Emily, part of me wants to present this conversation without a lot of contextualizing and just let the students, what the students say, speak for itself.
3: Yeah, it has so much weight. It has so much importance. And I think the best thing we can do is think about um, what am I taking away?
2: Yeah. And figure out what direct steps we can take to support the BSU and and all students of color on campus.
3: Yeah. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to to hear in detail, you know, what students of color experience on campus. And uh, yeah, there's a lot to sit with and a lot to use to direct our everyday actions and also our long-term plans for the college. Mm -hmm. Um, What do I want to do? How do I want to work differently? What new connections do I want to make?
2: Yeah, I think this conversation is a good place to start when we think about the kind of community we want to build here at St. Rose.
3: So thank you, BSU, and uh, look forward to partnering in the future. some more thanks Liz I um I can't believe here we are at the end of season two I just want to say congrats and thanks to you for uh being such a great teammate on this podcast journey I also was thinking to wrap up the season I want to I want to give some thanks just some general shout outs like shout out to all the people that make my day-to-day pleasant here at St. Rose and a specific shout out to all my colleagues in the Hearst building It is so wonderful to see you every day from the chit chat to the coffee, to the candy, to the, to the good company. So shout out to everybody in Hearst.
2: Yeah. Big shout out to you too, Emily. Great co-producer, great neighbor to have. We start every day saying hi neighbor to each other (laughs) and really grateful to be part of this community at St. Rose where we're striving every day to be better and to be a stronger community. And
3: to our neighbors in the library, it's time for a real special thanks, all of you, all of you, and especially Connolly Holmes, who has been such a big supporter of us, just enthusiastically jumping into helping us set up every listening party, getting themed readings out there in the reading room. Um, You have just made so much of this conversation possible this year.
2: And finally big thanks to our dedicated listeners with good ears and brains for when we need to bounce ideas around. Thank you one and all. We did it.
3: Keep your eye out for us on campus this summer. We would like to hear from you about several things. Number one, we would love to hear from you about two big themes that are on our mind. One is mentorship At all levels, you know, faculty student mentorship, student student mentorship, mentorship out there in the professional world. And in addition, we would also like to hear about mental health and keeping yourself healthy as you do the hard work that I know you all are doing on campus. Record a voice memo and just drop it in our email, neighbor at strohs.edu. In addition to emailing us, you can reach us by two other means. You can drop us a note at www.strohs.edu backslash dear hyphen neighbor. You can also follow us on Instagram, dear underscore neighbor underscore podcast, where the conversation continues.
2: Dear Neighbor is hosted by Liz Richards and Emily Pinkerton, who also produce and edit the show. Our theme music, entitled Sad at the Party, was composed by Michael Sanchez. Funding for Dear Neighbor is provided by the Provost's Office at the College of St. Rose. Thanks so much to our participants from this episode in order of appearance, Alexis Anderson, Warwick Mitchell, Kendall Thomas, Keanu Mitchell, and Anthony Cox. And big thanks to you listeners for tuning back in to Dear Neighbor.
3: Have a happy summer, take care of yourselves, and we'll see you around the neighborhood.